Look, I don't see what the big deal is. I mean, she had a heart transplant. I went with a girl once that had a club foot. I mean, she had the big shoe and everything. Grace, come on. You can hardly see it anymore. I just don't like all the questions, you know? No one's going to notice your chest. <laughs> You're not married, Linda? No, no, no. She passed away. This is my friend, Bob. His wife is dead. Hey, hey Robin! Hey, how are you? Joe went and invited somebody over here like a blind date for you. What? I already told him you've had some work done. Thank God she's not a Buick. This is growth. I would win the $200,000 on Too Hot to Handle. <laughs> it's $200,000? I could not fuck. How long is that for? <laughs> I think that the retreat is like it's ten episodes, so I'm assuming it's like ten days, fourteen days okay, at the most. Yeah, not fuck for two days, buddy. I got two kids. You <laughs> think, you think... Seriously though, like these people just met and they're just like, oh yeah, and then they start making out, and it's like fifteen minutes into the episode. It's really, really bizarre. I don't know how. So I don't know if it's like just because they're hot or because they're dumb, but it's okay and. Help me out here, because from what I gather, it looks like they tell them they're on a different show. Yeah, so then... because it's such a popular show, they can't... They told them that they were going to be on a show called uh, Wild Love, and they hired Mario Lopez for the first episode to be the host. And so they were... Oh, that's that's a good gag. Yes. <laughs> they were like, yeah, you guys are going to be falling in love harder faster and more intensely than ever before because you're going to be like jumping out of airplanes or like riding on speedboats and all that shit and so they got everybody out to like a private jet that they assumed they were all going to like jump out of to skydive but instead oh wait I told you forgot the most important part the host of Too Hot to Handle is a cone like a it's a, a cone it's a mechanical cone that talks and so like okay it like raised up from the uh what is that called? The sunroof. And everyone knows what it is because it's a very popular show. And they were like, no, right. I can't fuck for 10 days or however long. <laughs> okay. So it says here it's four weeks. Four weeks. And and I was and even seeing that, I was like, Psh, four weeks. And that says <laughs> no kissing, sexual contact, or self-gratification. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. well, maybe <laughs> I'm not getting $200,000. <laughs> we should start the episode yeah probably just (laughs) probably just end the banter here Hi, everyone. On behalf of Probably Should Have Known Better, a simultaneous buongiorno and top of the morning to ye. Uh, as we celebrate comedy that is aged very poorly. I was drinking water. My, I name, is to- <laughs> my name is Tony Ginocchio, uh, and I am joined, as always, by uh, my very dear friend, the podcast co-host that will steal your heart in a very specific way. Uh, it's Nadia Vasquez. Hi, almost literally. <laughs> so, How are you? I cannot believe I've never seen this movie. I'm very glad that 
you suggested it. I can't believe you've never seen it either, to be honest. I'd never um, heard of and, it. And and so that's like the very first thing that I want to dive into. So let, let's just say it up front, folks. Today's movie is Return to Me from 2000, directed by Bonnie Hunt. Uh, and the two leads in this romantic comedy, uh, which I picked, by the way, and I don't normally pick rom-coms, but the two leads <laughs> in the rom-com are David Duchovny, who had already done seven seasons of The X-Files and was going to do three more, huge star at this point, mm-hmm. and uh, Minnie Driver, uh, who had already done Goodwill Hunting, Oscar nominee, uh, huge critical darling, um, two enormous stars uh, in a rom-com, uh, and nobody remembers it. And here to explain why nobody remembers it is Nadia, who's going to explain what the movie is about. Okay. Okay, so David Duchovny is married to someone else, not Minnie Driver, and she works for the Lincoln Park Zoo in Chicago, the greatest city in the world, according to Tony. Greatest city in the world, yes. And unfortunately, she dies, but because she's an organ donor, her heart is... (laughs) Hold on. You can't, it's impossible to get through the description without laughing. Her heart, her heart is given to someone who desperately needs a heart transplant because they're experiencing just massive heart failure. This person is Minnie Driver, okay? And so Minnie Driver gets David Duchovny's wife's heart and works at a restaurant that's an Italian and Irish restaurant. I need we need to unpack that. And well, so her her she is so she is. So in real life, Minnie Driver is British. Right. In the movie, she's Irish. But she she tries very hard to have an American accent in this movie. Yes. And And it sometimes goes a little Brooklyn. It's fun. But so she she works at this restaurant. David Duchovny shows up and he's smitten with her and they end up falling in love, etc. But she doesn't want to tell him that. She's had a heart transplant because every guy that she's told about it has treated her really differently and very fragilely. And she's like, I really like this guy. He's starting to really like me. I just want to see where this goes without this erroneous information. And and to be clear, neither of them know, right? No. Whose heart ended up where. No. (laughs) If honestly, I forgot about it a lot of the time because they don't really focus on that all too much. Except kind of in the third act, motherfuckers. So <laughs> so eventually she does have to fess up that she that her heart from her heart transplant is from David Duchovny's dead Grace wife. Grace has Bob's dead wife's heart. It's, Grace has Bob's dead wife's heart. It's so absurd. It's so absurd. But I have to say, in my humble opinion, a very cute movie. I knew you would like this. I, I actually, re- I like really like it. And I think I'm going to watch it a lot more over as time goes on. <laughs> it does have the absurdity, I, but the, but it's so sweet. It is like, this is a really sweet movie. Like it, it genuinely is. If you can push past, <laughs> how, if you can push past the fact that the movie is about how David Duchovny's wife dies and then her heart is transplanted into Minnie Driver's body and then David Duchovny separately falls in Minnie, in love with Major. Also, the heart is magic. Like, that's the <laughs> other thing. Is yeah. The heart is, the heart is magic because, like, it, like, 
recognizes David Duchovny. Like, she walks past him at the zoo before she meets him. And, like, the heart, like, like starts to flutter. Uh-huh. And also, the gorilla, because there's a gorilla in this movie <laughs> as a major plot point. <laughs> the gorilla uh, recognizes the heart as well. And so um, does David Duchovny's dog. Who, like, yes. suffers major depression after the wife dies. And all of a sudden, now, like, kind of gets his little pep in his step. A heart transplant. A gorilla who <laughs> speaks sign language. A dog with depression. All the makings of a classic rom-com. Uh, but also in this movie, by the way, are Robert Loggia, David Allen Greer, mm-hmm. Jim Belushi, and Bonnie Hunt, who directed the film and co-wrote the screenplay, this is like her passion project, was making this movie. Astounding. <laughs> Where did she come up with this idea? Did she have a dream? Like, what? <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, and it, it's just so bonkers. But a lot of the, I mean, I think I, I said this to you earlier, Nadia. I think the best comparison point to another movie we've done is While You Were Sleeping. Yes. Uh, which is another movie that is very sweet, mm-hmm. but the story is insane. <laughs> it's it's premised on something that insane people do. And a lot of the comedy comes from, look at, l- this family's so wacky, but they love each other. Right. Um, yeah. And so Minnie Driver has one living relative, her grandfather, who is Irish, and then through marriage i believe she is related to bonnie hunt's family which is this big italian family Mm -hmm. uh led by robert loggia and they run an irish italian fusion restaurant together uh and also in many ways this movie was the backdoor pilot for according to jim oh definitely definitely yeah yeah jim belushi was just this like terrible terrible father who was horny which is the exact premise of according to jim (laughs) uh and so um i mean again it's a sweet movie but like you said nadia you never heard of it we've all memory hold this movie and the only reason i know about it is because this is one of my wife's favorite movies you know what stacy i get it i get it listen it's it's very well acted because it's so well acted it is very grounded for what the premise is the way that we're talking about it is kind of uh, the movie is more grounded than the way we're talking about it which i was very surprised about because i thought it was going to kind of lean into the absurdity of it but they were just like no we have to play this like this is the reality of it and it's tragic but it's sweet and they i think they pulled it off it honestly, this movie was a lot better than I thought it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, it's going to be definitely in my rotation of rom coms that I watch over time to feel better. Yeah. But David Duchovny also, like, I think I've entered my David Duchovny era because yeah. I need to watch everything he's ever done. His he just makes such great choices as a romantic yeah. lead, which I don't and think he hot. does like, in I'll, I'll California. Say it. <laughs> he's hot. And he's hot. Well, well, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, he does, I mean, I, I do think he does a good job. Yeah, he's hot. And Stacy, I think part of the reason Stacy likes it is because she's 
she's like, and also David Duchovny's hot, which I can't even fault her for thinking, because no. one, I get it, he is, and He's two, hot. like, I'll be like, yeah, well, fine, Gillian Anderson's hot. <laughs> um, and so... No, I see the dynamic uh, of your relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anyways, it, it it is a sweet movie. There's all sorts of bonkers stuff that happens in, in it. I don't understand what Bonnie Hunt was trying... <laughs> to do no but i guess it works what would you say Um, is the overall message or theme well i mean i think it's like i think there there i if you really want me to answer what the theme is i think it's because (laughs) the movie ends with him finding her through the nuns with the bicycle (laughs) the message is that the only path to a happy life is through the catholic church but (laughs) i would say I would say outside of that, uh, I would say it's like, um, you know, y- your family will always support you and you should find a guy who makes you happy, which is a perfectly good message. Yeah. Yeah. The weird surgery part is what doesn't make sense <laughs> yeah, to me. Um, well, and, and the other thing is, it's not like a huge conflict either, right? Like no. the the real conflict, like the only real conflict is like, them being like wow this is weird like yeah yeah i think that they kind of blew up the whole like oh my god what is he gonna say thing to be kind of unrealistic and that was kind of when i was taken out of the story in general but yeah i don't know if if they if they if it wasn't about david duchovny's wife dying and her heart like they could have just made it where his wife died and it was right. his journey he just, of healing right. and falling in love again and finding love. We didn't really They could have even kept the gorilla. They could have kept the they gorilla. They could have kept the gorilla. <laughs> they didn't need... And, and it still would have worked with Minnie Driver being worried that somebody was going to treat her differently because she was also... Maybe... I mean, it could have been, like, a movie about two people with, like, grief and chronic illness. Like, that could have worked. Sure. But, like, sure. a heart transplant, and that's... That, <laughs> That level of specificity is just we so really, bizarre. We really smash cut into the heart transplant too. I'm oh, sorry, God. but like <laughs> that that car accident comes out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> I mean, how do you think she felt? <laughs> but I mean, like it's like it's literally. But it feels like they cut a scene, which is insane because this movie's two hours long. It shouldn't have been two hours long, no. by the way. No, no, no. They, no, sh- no. they should have gotten this to 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, the meet cute doesn't happen until the 45-minute mark, which is, like, unacceptable. Unacceptable. <laughs> I actually checked to see. I was like, "There, when are they meeting? What? Where am I yeah. here? And it was at the 42-minute mark. And I was like, this has to happen soon, right? It was... Right. I don't really know what they would have cut. Ex- because they would have cut out so much of David Duchovny being really uh, charming. <laughs> but but it's like, it's literally him and his wife dancing, and the next scene is, boom, they're in the ER. Like, it wasn't it, even it like a cut. Feel... It was like a fade, like a premiere uh, pro it, fade. The, 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 the music carried over. Yes. <laughs> it was literally returned to me, the, the right, song by, cue. by Dean Martin. By, yeah. by <laughs> Dean Martin. It's like, they're in love, they're in love, she's on a gurney. <laughs> right. It was really, really it's nuts. Anyways, A plus to this movie overall. <laughs> <laughs> I like so. I like that for the most part, most things, most movies that 
usually makes sense. We're like, fuck this movie. But this one, we're like, this doesn't make sense. It is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it works. It works. No, I think, you know, the two leads sell it, right? I yeah. mean, Duchovny's good. Mini Driver's good. I mean, apart from the accent. I think she does a bad job with the accent. Yeah. But, um, and, and I think the first scene where she's in the hospital bed, like, waiting for the heart, she's acting a little too hard <laughs> as a sick, dying person. Yeah. Um, but I think for the most part, she's, like, really delightful mm-hmm. and charming. Yeah. Um, it's very sweet. It's it's kind of yeah. more on the innocent side if we're, you know, looking at rom-coms of the time were very either, yeah. they were starting to get kind of horny or- Oh, in 2000? Definitely. Yeah. 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 Or they were just like a little too bland. And this one kind of was more sexy, dare I say, because it was all very <laughs> understated, you know? Yeah. Maybe it's just because David Duchovny uh, is just so charming and hot. <laughs> okay, you know what? How about we uh, just kind of get into the former current events sure, before sure, sure. you lose control here? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this movie came out in the year 2000. Usually we try to give some sort of historical context to things, but we already covered year 2000 in the Meet the Parents episode. So if you want to know what was going on back then, go to that episode. It's also a great episode because we're so funny. Uh but what I wanted to look into is I was just really fascinated by the gorilla in this movie because I was like, <laughs> who is he? What is he about? And so legitimately, this gorilla who is named Sydney in the movie does live at the Lincoln Park Zoo. So he's still uh-huh. alive and he's still there. He work, uh, He lives in the Regenstein Center for African Apes, and this opened in 2004. So maybe they yeah, gave pro- a- probably Ra- Regenstein is is my guess. Regenstein. There's some other buildings named after them. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I'm not from Chicago. I don't know these things. <laughs> the funny thing is, is this movie came out in 2000, and then the Center for African Apes opened in 2004. So maybe they got some people out there to check out that really cool silverback gorilla, whose name is Quan. He's very oh, interesting. Sweet. Yeah, so um, the Lester E. Fisher Center for the Study and Conservation of Apes operates out of the Lincoln Park Zoo, and their goal is to help maintain the zoo's status as a global leader in conservation and research. And they th- they legitimately do have an indoor and outdoor living space for the endangered chimpanzees and gorillas that live there, and they have... Uh, they have housed over a thousand chimpanzees and uh, like help people building their to build their own sanctuaries throughout the United States. Which oh, I think that's is great. Really cool. I now I'm I am starting to think Chicago is the greatest city in the world. <laughs> greatest city in the world, baby. So I used to live in Lincoln Park. I lived walking distance from that zoo. Oh my god, um, you lived walking and- distance to a celebrity. Yes, exactly. Um, and Lincoln Park is, uh, it's got a lot of annoying rich white people, but it's got a lot of nice amenities. Uh, the Lincoln Park, is, it's also probably the worst place in the city to actually park your car. Just terrible, <laughs> terrible parking situation over there. Um, but uh, the Lincoln Park Zoo is a wonderful zoo, and it is free. Um, <gasps> so you can just uh, walk in, which is lovely. Um, it is not as big as the Brookfield Zoo, which is outside the city, but still has many wonderful animals. I did want the gorilla to be a girl so this movie could pass the Bechdel test. (laughs) No. Sorry, man. Sorry, man. uh, It's not going to happen. It's Quan. It's Quan's a boy. (laughs) Sadly, it was not to be. 
Um, yeah, so so Quan well, that's is fascinating. Quan is thirty three years old. He's the baby daddy to a lot of little baby silverback gorillas. And as we see in the movie, there's a big sign that says uh, apes are very much endangered, and it's true. And Quan is actually single-handedly rebuilding the population of the silverback gorillas in the United States, which is, I think it's pretty cool. It's pretty badass of him. Uh, yeah. I mean, it <laughs> sounds like a pretty sweet gig. Yeah. It's like he, he's on his own version of too hot to handle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I thought it was really interesting just kind of like delving into Bonnie Hunt and like, where does she get all these ideas and things like that? Her brother is actually a physician and he works at the hospital where they shoot the hospital scenes in this movie. She she okay. cast her sister was the woman who was lighting the candle in the chapel. Her nephews are the like little kids that are on the bikes. Uh-huh. So she's kind of using all of her connections of people uh, in the and movie. Ma- but I'm many- like, how do you know Quan then? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, we met at a fundraiser. Uh, many of these uh, actors. Um, including Belushi, including David Duchovny, including the woman who plays the bitch he goes on the date with <laughs> in the Irish restaurant, um, are all people Bonnie Hunt like regularly acts with, and I think we're on her sitcom. Oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. It's really cool. I read also that George Clooney got offered the role before David. Ooh, which interesting. Which isn't Mini... Is Mini Driver on ER or... They were. I mean, every everyone was on ER at some point. She wasn't a regular. Oh no, I'm confusing the lady with the curly hair from ER for Mini Driver. (laughs) I'm sorry, I have white people face. Yeah, I have white people face blindness. I'm sorry. (laughs) The good wife herself. God damn it. (laughs) Anyway, I'm fascinated by this whole thing. Uh, Legitimately, I think people getting seeing. Uh, Quan, I guess his name is Sydney in the movie, but seeing Quan in yeah. the movie did get people interested enough where, you know, people were going to the zoo a lot. And they legitimately were, maybe they were building all of this for the big launch in 2004 and they were just using sure. the construction site as a set. I don't know. I ultimately don't. I would love to ask Bonnie Hunt about it, but uh, fascinating, <laughs> fascinating backstory for this gorilla i was really into learning about just silverback gorillas in general i think we need to do after harambe i think we need yeah, some good after news the tragedy, after the tragedy and it, it is a shame that this movie ends with a child falling into the new gorilla <laughs> enclosure and they have to shoot sydney in the head but it's changing weird that they the, predicted that changing the course did. of american history forever you know, it's like I I, I talked to Stacy about this show. Some who does Stacy who does not listen to this show to be clear, but I talked to Stacy about the show sometimes, and I'm like, yeah, we make a lot of jokes about 9/11 and how it was an inside job, and then I'm like, and then I say, was like, but like I don't really believe that, and I'm like, but I think Nadia has convinced me that we all did actually die in 9/11 and we've been in hell for 21 years. <laughs> I don't remember when I said that, but I do think that this has this whole life has very much purgatory energy. (laughs) It's giving purgatory. It's giving hell. (laughs) It's giving Satan. It's giving flames. 
giving Ronald Reagan. <laughs> so, so uh, this will be this will be a good episode. Uh, so, anyways, we open on Chicago, greatest city in the world, number one city, baby. I believe it this uh, time. Yeah, we don't be we don't be putting no ketchup on our city, huh? Yeah, and then David Duchovny, he's working construction. He's building the tall buildings. He's like, see a big Mike. Uh, he's wearing jeans and, and Tims. <laughs> so, anyways, he runs a construction company, um, and uh, his uh, wife is the um, uh, zoologist at the at the Lincoln Park Zoo. Um, that basically like. Has been working with Sydney for years, like taught Sydney ASL, like has been has been taking care of Sydney and fighting very hard to raise funds so that Sydney can get a bigger enclosure. Uh, and so, kind of one of the first events that we build up to is a fundraiser for the zoo, at which David Duchovny's wife will be giving the keynote. Yes, I have a question. Do you yeah. think this is one if not the only rom-com from that era where the guy does not work like at a newspaper or something or like a magazine i mean he's very like blue collar it is an unusually blue collar job because you know the issue is the only people that write these scripts are writers (laughs) and writers can only think of like four jobs and it's like radio hosts newspaper guy (laughs) (laughs) it's it yeah it's it's stuff like that um and uh but bonnie hunts yeah so down to earth man yeah this one is a and i like it because obviously after david duchovny's wife dies the new ape enclosure is going to become like his version of the fountainhead (laughs) (laughs) he's like (laughs) he's like yelling at executives like no it must be perfect it needs to be worthy of my dead wife's memory (laughs) so (laughs) yeah i i I was pleasantly surprised with how he was like a blue collar guy and she was a zoologist. I was like, yeah, power couple, except not for much longer. Not for long. Uh. Not for long. We're also, um, uh, while the, um, right before we see the fundraiser, we, I mean, like, you see David Duchovny and his wife getting ready. They clearly love each other. They have a dog that they also love. They're getting ready and David Duchovny has his tux and his wife has the dress and he, like, blows the hairdryer up her ass which i guess is like a classic couple thing they do you don't do that Um, you don't blow use a blow dryer your wife's ass classic classic hairdryer in the ass play uh and so uh we also cut over to mini driver uh at one point who is dying and lying in a hospital bed while bonnie hunt is just talking at her (laughs) it's true it's true it's true, and uh, they gave her some gnarly, like, spirit Halloween-ass makeup where her <laughs> lips are blue, she's white as a sheet, she's already saying her goodbyes, and Bonnie Hunt's like, no, like, we're not talking like that. Just, You're going to get a just heart. Let, just let me die. Yeah. Like, just stuff like that. We do see that uh, she's very close with her grandpa. She asks Bonnie Hunt, like, really, take a care of my grandpa. He's taking care of me. He's going to need some help once I'm gone. And Bonnie's like, stop. You're going to get a heart. It's going to happen for you. And then it completely cuts away back to the party. And it's like, what? Back to the... Kind of... Hold on. Some of this feels a little out of order. Yeah. <laughs> and so... <laughs> 
so uh so they're at the fundraiser there's some like jokes where like a really old guy keeps cornering david duchovny and telling him all about the money he donated um david allen greer is david duchovny's friend he's the veterinarian at the zoo he appears to have hired an escort for the zoo fundraiser (laughs) (laughs) yeah she's like bipping and bopping around and everyone thinks she's weird and she says i gotta go put on some more lipstick and david duchovny says is that possible (laughs) it's really cute i don't know i'm really into the comedy of this he's just so dry (laughs) He is very dry. He is very dry. He, he was in X-Files, too. Like, and obviously, like, you know, Scully was the skeptic, right? And right. Mulder was the one who wanted to believe. But he, like, he knew nobody believed him, anything he ever brought up. So he kind of, like, rolled with it Yeah, uh, a lot. It was, good. It, it was a good show. He was a good character. Um, And so, uh, so, you know, David Duchovny keeps telling his wife, hey, we got to go to Italy sometime. The wife is like, I got to stay here with Sydney." Um, and David Duchovny's like, hey, well, let's at least dance. And he bribed the band to play their song, which is Return to Me by Dean Martin, which contains the literal lyric, hurry home to my heart. Oh, uh, man. We also see a cameo from John and Joan Cusack's dad, which I did not yes! know was an actor. Dick like, Cusack. Yeah, I had no idea they were Nepo babies. And this was his final film appearance, I believe. It was. He was very good, very charming. I'm going to go back and... I'm a really big fan of John Cusack. In high school, I had a section in the uh, school newspaper called the Unofficial John Cusack Corner. (laughs) And I would review John Cusack movies. So basically this podcast... Well, the, Q- the Cusacks are a Chicago institution, so obviously you'd want to get at least one of them in a film if, if you're making a movie about Chicago. Absolutely. Uh, it was a really nice little cameo to see. I thought that was very sweet. Uh, but ultimately, the dance does lead to an absolute tragedy smash cut. And <laughs> inc- Incredible. Like, again, they are dancing. Return to Me is playing. Uh, Return to Me is playing diegetic to the scene, right? Because the band is pl- the band at the fundraiser is playing Return to Me. Then that music continues exegetically in the background <laughs> as we just sun- as they're dancing, and then the next scene is just a bloody, covered in blood, David Duchovny running after his wife on a gurney in the ER. Yeah, so they got in a really just- bad car accident. She hit her head, a uh, huge gash in her head nasty and uh eventually they take her back there and he can't go because she's going into surgery and we don't know what happens to her but then the song keeps playing and david duchovny is standing there looking through the window of the surgery room and the song will not stop (laughs) it goes on for at least 30 seconds which is a long time for a movie yeah, and it uh, obviously it's you know a very heart wrenching. Uh, I did cry. Avoid using that term. Uh, it is <laughs> a very wrenching moment for David Duchovny. Um, and and then we cut to the restaurant, O'Reilly's Italian Cuisine, <laughs> and uh, and and uh, Robert Loggia is the chef there. Um, and it's a bunch of Italians in the back. But wait a second, there's Irish people there too. The Italians' natural enemies. <laughs> And so not today, not today, because these guys run 
the uh, restaurant together, this old Irish guy and this old Italian guy. Yeah, I mean, the um, Italian guy and... had to give up his toy company because he accidentally <laughs> hired a <Yes>. child. <laughs> He accidentally hired a child who had the child had some good ideas. He had some great uh, ideas, but he also had sex with an adult woman. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not surprised he got uh, let go. So, in any event, um, so we have this Irish Italian restaurant, um, which could only happen in Chicago, um, and the Ita- again. There are natural enemies. We've always had an uneasy alliance with the Polish people and the Jewish people, including the Brad Garrett Treaty, which is the treaty in Hollywood that allows Jewish people to play Italian people and Italian people to play Jewish people <laughs> in movies. <laughs> and so, Wait, what about Dennis Leary? Where does he fall? No, he's Irish. He's very Irish. He plays uh, a, a Hades. He plays Hades in Hercules, very Jewish. He do- that's not Dennis Leary. That is what's his fucking name. I'm gonna get this right. <laughs> it's uh, it's a different comedian. Um, Those guys. See, I'm telling you, I have white people face blindness. James fucking Woods. Pretty- <laughs> James Woods. That's who it is. Yes. They look the same to me. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. James so, Woods is very famously. Uh, conservative and Catholic. Why is why did he play Hades and Hercules like a Jewish person? I don't. I don't know. He wanted to do something for his kids. Anyways, the <laughs> point is, they get the phone call at the restaurant. Many drivers get in the heart. She's getting the heart. It's cute. It's cute because they're waiting to hear about her to get get to wait. They're waiting to hear about her getting better, and they have a separate phone line with a name with her name and a heart and. That phone rings and it's a really big deal and it's a beautiful moment. He picks up the phone. He's like, she's getting the heart. And then we smash cut to a year later. Like, <laughs> well, actually, we we yes. So, um, Dave, but there's also like David Duchovny comes home. Oh, after my God. His wife dies I forgot about like, that. I think I blocked it out because it was bru- so sad. Brutal scene, right? Brutal. Sees a road on the wall. Ugh, like the dog is still there. Covered in her blood still. Yeah. And the dog like, like cur- is about to lick it. I'm like, do not lick his shirt. That's gross. yeah. Like curls up in a ball by the front door. Like it's just it's it's brutal. And then kind of the life affirming flip side of this coin is we see Minnie Driver's family all camp out in the hospital for the transplant surgery. Yes. Right. Yes. She has a big family. Uh, contrasting that he's uh, David Duchovny is alone with a dog right. she has a huge support network she's got uh i guess her sister-in-law or whoever i don't know how they're related yeah, so she, it's not really explained but all it's explained is like bonnie hunt is the italian like that that's the italian family and there is some sort of marriage somewhere way back that mini driver is distantly related to these people and the italians have like taken her in as their own right? yes yes um because yes. that's what we do we're a very loving people and so yes and the italians we... <laughs> also fuck a lot and so they have a lot of kids <laughs> yeah and bonnie hunt is married to jim belushi and they have like 12 children um <laughs> but we import- just all running around the hospital waiting yes and the important thing that we have to know is that there are a lot of grandpas like there's just like a lot of <laughs> tiny Italian men that play yes. games and are very sweet to one another. It's it's ultimately a very cute scene. She's got a really great support system. In contrast to David Duchovny, who's basically alone and dealing with his grief by himself, uh, with yes. his dog, 
The depressed dog. Then, a depressed dog. Then we skip forward a year. Um, yes, yes. Time yes, passes. Yes. Mini, mini driver is is healthy. She's okay. She's yeah. painting outside by those back decks. Love those Chicago back decks. Uh, and, oh, is that uh, common? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's it's nice. Ba- I mean, we we have one, but yeah, those wooden back decks uh, slash combined with the fire escape. That's very common in <laughs> Chicago buildings. Oh, that's um, nice. I would love to see a picture of yours. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Cool. Uh, it's covered in snow right now, but um, <gasps> beautiful. They, uh, so the other thing, and I, I wrote my own version of this scene cause I figured you'd really enjoy it, okay. um, is the, the old Italians and the Irish men sit in the back and they play poker, like you said, and they're arguing over which, which ethnicity has produced the best singers. Like, you know, it's just like, oh, we, Italians, they make the best, we got Sinatra, we got Dean Martin, you know, it's, it's Robert Loggia voice, right? And I'm mm-hmm. just imagining making this movie today, and Robert Loggia being like, we got Italians, Italians got Lady Gaga, oh, Lady Gaga, we got, we got Ariana Grande, and then another old man is like, I thought she was black, and then Robert Loggia is like, she's every race, but she was Italian first. <laughs> Everybody thinks she's Latina because of Grande. And then they start talking about Bad Bunny. Yeah. And they start saying, oh, Bad Bunny. Oh, now there's a great Italian. Hey, how about that Gerard Way? He's a genius. And then and then another guy's like, Gerard Way's a they. And then Robert is like, he's a he and a they. He uses both. And then another guy's like, oh, yeah, here he's related to Joe Rogan. And they're like, hey, ho, hey, hey. Hey, hey, no, he's not one of us. <laughs> We don't talk about that guy in here. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, <laughs> We're so stupid. <laughs> Anyways, uh, look forward to the... Uh, the re- by the, So I think we should just do a dub of this film where we just make... <laughs> yes, like the Brad Neely dear, uh, Wizard People Dear right, Reader. Right, the wiz- Wizard People Dear Readers. Yeah, we just <laughs> do the dialogue ourselves over the existing film. Also, we should do the version of Turning Red where uh, May May turns into a panda every time she asks questions about 9-11. <laughs> I would love to do that. It's an uh, inside so, job. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, so... Uh, so, uh, mini, basically she's got her family as a support system. She's doing great. And she's at the doctor doing her American accent. She's like, I should be happy just to be alive. Uh, and, uh, and, and the so dad from even wants, Stevens is her doctor. Yes. What she wants to do is mail a thank you note anonymously to the, um, organ donor uh organization that will then get it to the organ donor's family yes she all, feels all anonymously she has a bit of survivor's guilt where she's like i'm only alive because someone else died and that's kind of fucked up which yes. i totally understand uh yes but on the other hand it's like also relax you're alive but she she's been carrying around this letter for the entire year that she got the transplant and it's you know folded over a million times ultimately the paper has gone soft and dirty but she's like i'm gonna i don't know if i should and bonnie hunt eventually uh convinces her you're gonna feel better when you send it they're gonna feel better once you once they receive it they've probably moved on 
But we see that David Duchovny did not. He is not doing no. well. He declined yeah. majorly. Yeah. So he's a mess. He, Like I said, his, his main job now is he's building this ape house, which he's associated with the memory of his dead wife, and <laughs> it's driving him insane. Yes. <laughs> and uh, his home is just full of Chinese food containers, um, and... Uh, I did appreciate all- that we see that he does get Chinese food delivered probably almost every day, but his yes. his delivery driver was not a Chinese man. It was like a small teenage girl. A teenage girl, yeah. And she's like, see you tomorrow and night. And I was like, whew. <laughs> yeah. Could have been really um, bad. So, yeah, so uh, it was, um, so he's just, he's he's still grieving he just can't get over it and uh, and the dog he's working at the zoo wait we haven't oh, talked ahead. about the depressed dog tony this is a very important yeah. part so at the yeah. beginning of the movie when they both had come home to get ready for the fundraiser uh he would tell the dog come eat dinner but the dog is waiting by the door for the wife and once she got home and she told him to eat he ate his dinner and so when david duchovny is here at home without his wife the dog is still waiting for his wife by the door it's been a year and he's like you've got to get over it he bribes the dog to come to the kitchen he doesn't he meets him halfway it's very very sad but the dog is a very important plot point that we will see a little bit later (laughs) ultimately though the dog is as depressed as david duchovny without the wife (laughs) so it's it's brutal but um he's at the zoo at work one day uh, he's actually in the old gorilla enclosure, mm-hmm. and he's there the same day that Minnie Driver is there, like with Bonnie Hunt and her family. They walk past each other, and Bonnie uh, and uh, Minnie Driver feels something in her heart because the doop, heart is magic. Doop, 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 doop. Uh, <laughs> and then Bonnie Hunt goes to see Sydney the gorilla, and yeah. the gorilla's like, "Oh, cool! You got the you got her heart. That you have her heart in you. I recognize that heart." <laughs> Yeah, he puts his hands up to the glass, and they have the same moment that it happens between the wife and the gorilla earlier yeah. in the film. And everyone's like, oh, that's sweet. That's nice. Well, meanwhile, I'm like, it's because he knows the magic heart. <laughs> it's so weird. I don't, I don't really know how I feel about that piece of it. I'm still not clear why we needed a gorilla in this movie. <laughs> They wanted to show us Quan. Like, just from a just from a logistics standpoint, like, I mean, obviously they're extremely intelligent animals, but like, it's difficult to shoot with animals. Yeah. And like, you got to have PETA on set for some reason. Like, it just seems like an unnecessary hassle. I don't know. I have no idea. But that's the first instance of the heart. Yeah. Knowing that he's around, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of unexplained. Um, it's like the heart has its own personality, which is weird. Yeah. Um, and then David Allen Greer, the friend, is like, David Duchovny, it, David Duchovny's character is named Bob. He's like, Bob, you have to get out and fuck again. Um, I am going to fix you. I got I got you this girl. She's got a great body. She will let you fuck her. Um, I will uh, get you a date. You just got to show up to O'Reilly's Italian restaurant. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, so we get to, uh, the date, and as it turns out, Mini Driver is working at O'Reilly's as a server, um, so we get to the, 
get to the the evening at the restaurant Mm -hmm. and so david duchovny shows up and this woman is a cheese ball that he's being set up with like super cheesy jokes big titties though and she (laughs) she asks for mini driver brings them waters and she asks for bottled water not from switzerland because she's gotten sick from that before ultimately just a huge karen and mini driver is huge awful just awful and mini driver is just like all right but david duchovny sees mini driver and he's like wait do i know you have i met you before no how would you know how would you know david duchovny (laughs) he senses the magical heart and uh he's instantly attracted to mini driver and obviously really likes that she also thinks that this woman is a cheese ball and so mini driver goes to get the water but she ends up taking like an aquafina and emptying yeah. out the water and putting tap water in there as like a fuck you to this karen woman and david duchovny sees yeah. it and he loves it and to be fair that's very it. cute <laughs> it, it, it's a good gag um now mini driver had also been set up on a date earlier this evening would would you like to dive into that one nadia yeah this guy got hair plugs and he really wanted her to touch them oh my god <laughs> was this like the Robert... the beginnings of hair plugs the early 2000s uh i feel like it was earlier than that but maybe i'm wrong um but robert loggia is the one who fixed her up he's like don't worry he's a transplant guy too <laughs> It's really hideous, and he keeps telling her to touch his head. It's really uh, – I feel like that's a scene that they could have cut for time. Yes. We didn't need it. And then at, when she leaves and she's like, it was nice to meet you. Good luck with your hair. The guy with the hair plugs turns to the bartender and is like, come on, give it a tug. And the bartender just says, I don't touch men. Jesus Christ. There are moments where it's like, okay, that's enough out of you. We could have cut this whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, uh, there's at least 60 minutes we could have cut out of this movie. <laughs> that's at least that's at um, least 3. But ultimately, yeah. they're hitting it off. It's very sweet. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of talking at the bar afterwards. Can you then, believe uh, we've been talking they... about this movie for this long and they've only just met? It's insane. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll move through the I mean, most of the second half of the movie is Jim Belushi. We'll move through that pretty quickly, but uh, and montage. They yeah, there are some montages. So they hit it off, and then David Duchovny leaves uh, without, like, asking for her number or anything, but he forgets his phone. Ooh, do you um, think he did it on we... purpose? Hmm. Mm. Maybe. Uh, but the other uh, thing that we learn is that he got the note from the organ donation um, uh, organization because we see him reading it in his car. Yeah, and it, it brings a lot back for him, obviously. he's I, I'm sure that he's, you know, he felt some sort of way of like, oh, cool, like a life was saved. But it ultimately kind of drove him back into his little depression. Yeah. But it did kind of make him get really super hyper-focused on Minnie Driver's character. He, like, could not get yes. her out of his head for a while. Yeah. David Allen Greer even kept calling him to, like... Uh, fix him up with more women, and David Duchovny keeps blowing him off. He's like, uh, I'm at home watching the Cubs game. And he's he's not watching the Cubs game. He's like, the score? Uh, the Cubs are losing, which is actually a pretty, pretty good joke. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, but he ends up going back to the restaurant because uh, Minnie Driver had called and said, hey, you left your phone here. And he wanted yeah. to see her. He wanted to see her. 
but he doesn't see her right away. He sees the old guys. Yeah, and then he just starts hanging out with them because they find out that his wife has died and they feel bad for him. And as soon as they're like, he's like, oh, this is Bob. His wife died. They're like, hey, like very cute. Hey! <laughs> very wanting to be inclusive. Very sweet. Uh, but it starts to get pretty windy. And Minnie Driver's like, mm, my garden outside. I must save the plants. So- I have to go cover the plants like it's a Mustang. <laughs> and so she heads downstairs in her shower cap and she sees David Duchovny. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And she's like, she's so embarrassed. But David Duchovny is a perfect gentleman. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh, he's like, can I help you cover your plants? And, and he goes out to the garden with her. And the old guys, again, this is adorable. So the old cute. guys imme- immediately stop their poker game and just stare out the window. They're like, is he going to ask her out? So cute. And um, then they start, sort of... then they think, oh, we got to get some like romantic music out there. Oh, that's later. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, yeah. It's still cute, it though. Might as well be now. Might as well be yeah. now. But they're very um, invested because they really want her to find happiness because she finally gets a second chance at life. And, you know, you can't be happy without a man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and they like this guy, right? Yeah. He hung out with them. He played a few hands of poker with them. And they like this guy. So he asks her out. Uh, and good for them. And then, and I, I really want to spell this scene out. We cut to him talking to someone off camera saying, like, this is, I met this girl, and she's really <laughs> remarkable. I mean, she is the first woman I've noticed, like, I've noticed, not as a guy, but as a man. <laughs> and then the camera pans over, and you see he's talking to a gorilla. It's Quan. <laughs> it's my boy Quan. <laughs> it's very sweet. There is a, a scene where... In the scene, he starts sharing his French fries with him. And I'm not yes. paying attention to a word he's saying because I'm just watching him feed the gorilla because he's so cute. <laughs> That's exactly what I was doing. I'm just like, I just like, I don't know what he's saying, but he's talking to the fucking gorilla. <laughs> the gorilla's eating French fries. This is so sweet. But they do end up going on a really cute first date. And this is where the movie kind of steals my heart, if you will. <laughs> Because this, this is, is the... This is where the movie cuts Nadia's heart out of her chest. This <laughs> is where the movie breaks Nadia's sternum open, <laughs> cuts the heart out of her chest, and transplants it into another body. <laughs> it is so sweet. And he takes her to... They, they, she kind of tells them the backstory of the family, so you kind of understand where this Irish-Italian uh, kind of thing came from. And then they end up at a at an ice cream stand... And he's like, what would you like? And she's like, can I get two scoops? And I know that this is an improvisation. Like, it has to be. Because he's like, no. Of course you can. And it's, Absolutely it's just not. so yeah. <laughs> sweet, so adorable. It's so endearing. They're very charming together. And uh, he takes her up to a rooftop at 333. Oh, fuck. I forgot the street. In Chicago. What well, up? Yeah, so they see they see Buckingham Fountain for I want to call it the Chicago landmarks. <laughs> they see Buckingham Fountain first, and then it looks like they're on the north end of Grant Park or something similar. Mm. Um, and uh, and and it's a building he designed, and it has this beautiful view of the city. Yes, and this is my favorite part of the whole movie. Is so sweet. He's like, look, like I married my wife, whatever her name was. I married my wife when we were really young and we started dating in high school. So I'm not very good at this. Uh, and I don't want you to 
think this is lame, but can I hold your hand? And she's yeah. like, yeah, it was so sweet. <laughs> I definitely teared up a little bit. It was very cute. It was very sweet. And then he takes her home and <laughs> he he uh, see like one of her buttons is off or there's something on, on her um, collar, something on her blouse. And he tries to fix her blouse. Now, she is extremely sensitive about – she has a big surgical scar on her chest. Mm-hmm. And she is extremely sensitive about that. So he moves in to fix her blouse and she immediately slaps him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> he like immediately thinks oh god i i moved too fast yeah he's like i didn't see anything <laughs> she's like no yeah. she's like no it's because i had a dream and he's like you had a sex dream about me she's like no like it just goes it just totally unravels and then she just kisses him and says good night and he's just totally into it i don't know he's really into <laughs> slapping i guess that's a whole other subject. <laughs> you know, again, I'm not going to judge consenting adults for, for what they choose to do. Um, yeah. uh, so let's see. Let's see. Let's see. They have uh, – there's the bowling date. I don't have too much to say about the bowling date. I think it's nice that David Allen Greer came and everyone was cool with there being a black person, which doesn't always happen with old Irish or old Italian people. <laughs> Yeah, there was a scene where one of the old guys is talking to yes. him, and he's like, Sammy Davis Jr. was great. I also like Bill Cosby. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. Um, uh, ultimately, it was very they're, cute. They, they're basically accepting David Duchovny as one of their own, which is very cute because yeah. he's been so lonely this whole time. And he's helping them out. You know, he uh, is paying for their bowling league. They're, like, sponsored by his yes. company now. And uh, he helps them around the kitchen. It's very sweet. I was smiling my little ass off. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's some kind of laughs. or they're, they're supposed to be laughs. They're not really laughs because it's Jim Belushi. But there's a lot of Jim Belushi yeah. uh, in the second half. Like, he invites his ex-priest friend over to try to like he's like hey I, I, grace i got you i got you a man you could meet and it's a like former priest but he still wears a priest collar because he's not over being a priest yet so it's just an awkward scene a lot of it is jim belushi swearing in front of the kids or trying to fuck bonnie hunt in front of the kids yeah they definitely could have cut that every time he swore one of the kids would repeat it and it was supposed to be cute yeah. it's fine we gotta yeah, cut it bonnie whatever <laughs> Yeah, uh, and uh, there's a scene where David Allen Greer is bugging David Duchovny at the zoo, and David Duchovny calls over a group of kids, and he's like, look, it's Sammy Sosa, and the kids chase David Allen Greer away, and David Duchovny's like, all those kids are racist. <laughs> and so he doesn't actually say that. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Uh, but should we get to the big reveal? We gotta get to the big reveal. I'll, I'll, listen, everything between what we're talking about and the big reveal is so cute so sweet it's so uh innocent in its romance because we we do find out that mini driver never really dated so obviously david duchovny like had a wife so they have like very different experience levels but he kind of uh respects her process 
like they don't have sex clearly because she's very self-conscious Obviously, about her he, scar. He doesn't see her with her shirt off like at any point. No, no. And he's not only falling in love with her, but with her family. And it's like a very while you were sleeping type thing. Uh, but it's yes. just ultimately super, super adorable and innocent, which we don't really get a lot of in romantic comedies. I think that's why this works. Yes. It does. I mean, it, I, I hate to admit it, but it works. Anyways, the big reveal. Um, they're, they're making out on his couch. And Sexy. David, du- David Duchovny says an incredible line as he goes to make popcorn. Oh, also, I got a new CD. You want to play some music? Uh, so love that because it's definitely 2000. Mm-hmm. Uh, she goes up to his room to get the new CD. <laughs> and uh, she finds in his room the newspaper from the day his wife died. Oh. It's like, zookeeper dies but was an organ donor. And then <laughs> she finds her letter that she wrote on his desk. And then she also finds, like, a giant neon sign that's like, my wife died and gave her heart away to someone, but I don't know who. (laughs) She understandably super freaks out. And, by the way, we didn't mention this, the dog falls in love with her because the dog knows that she's got the heart. Oh, yes. And so the dog is like, don't leave, don't leave. And she's like, I gotta go. And she rides her bike away and he's being really sweet. He's like, I, you know, he's worried that he did something to upset her, first of all. And he's like, let me take you home. Let me take you. And she's like, no, 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 I got to go. And she's just sobbing on her bike ride home. And this is where I, the movie kind of loses me because it's like, why is this bad? It's not like he's going to say, I don't like you anymore. Exactly. It's not, it's not like a real conflict. It's. No. It's just like, wow, that's really strange, but uh, it's not really a, a conflict. It gets into, like, what is this movie about? Like, the, the romance yeah. part of it is so cute and sweet that you forget about this part up until this point, and it's like, yeah. oh, I don't, I don't like this at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, the smash cut is incredible because it's her sobbing, what was God thinking? But she's saying that to bonnie hunt who's literally the person that wrote that and made it happen (laughs) i am god right (laughs) um so anyways and and so you know there's some antics again with jim belushi where he's like what is the guy married i'll kick his ass i'll make him suck my dick or whatever (laughs) and then uh bonnie hunt is like no grace has bob's dead wife's heart uh and okay okay um so of course, David Duchovny doesn't know that she knows, so he continues being very sweet to her and, in fact, buys her a new bike. Very thoughtful gift. Oh, so sweet. Um, oh, I love this and guy. And and she's like, I got to tell you something. I had surgery. I had a heart transplant. And he was like, oh, God, I thought you, you thought you were going to say you were a man or something. Oh, uh, hate that. And then she was like, it's like, okay, asshole, but let's keep going. <laughs> And she, she like, gives him the letter. She's like, I have your dead wife's heart. Uh, sorry. And then, and then he's like, I gotta go. Which is probably, like, 
probably the only realistic response. Yeah. Right? Is he's like, I, I gotta go think through this. Yeah. That made a lot of sense to me, definitely. Uh, but her response was, I'm going to tell him about this and then I'm leaving the country. Yes. <laughs> yes. I need to, right, I need to go to Italy. I'm going to use the plane tickets to go to Italy and I'm just going to kind of start fresh. And I think Robert Logie, or no, her grandfather, her Irish grandfather, uh, told her, like, sometimes you got to run away to see if somebody's going to follow, which is seems like terrible advice. No, I don't like that. It's very manipulative. <laughs> Uh, but ultimately, yeah. he doesn't follow. Yeah. He just kind of hangs out in Chicago. She keeps painting in Italy. She's miserable. Yes. But she keeps painting in Italy. And um, he's miserable, too, because and... he was in love with her, very clearly. Right. And he was in love with her family. And he, but, you know, he's building, he's about to finish this gorilla enclosure. And, you know, he's got to keep his eye on the prize, which is to, you know, make a tribute to his wife shelter this gorilla and honor his dead wife yes. yeah but he misses her and i think he knows that he fucks up so yeah so he goes to the restaurant because he doesn't know where she went right right he, he just knew she was leaving town he goes to the restaurant and he's like you got to tell me where grace is and and he he uh, kind of opens his heart to them. And I, the line I wrote down that he says is, "I miss Elizabeth," which apparently was his wife's name. Oh, right. He says, "I miss Elizabeth, but I ache for Grace." And the old guys are all like, "Buddy, shouldn't you be telling the gorilla this?" <laughs> and so <laughs> it's so sweet, though. I'm rooting for him. And and the Irish grandfather is like, "When she met you." But actually, what he says first is, like, we knew that if that heart was going to find its home in grace, it would have to come from a very special person. And when she met you, her heart beat truly for the first time. Perhaps it was meant to be with you always. Which is sweet, but I wrote down, still think it's messed up. Yeah, yeah. That's not, that's weird. I don't like that. <laughs> that's really weird. I don't, uh, there is a kind of, like, religious, metaphysical slash, like, Woo woo! I can't, I can't quite put put my finger on it because there. This, the, you know what it is? Is this is the um? It's uh, it's Isabella Allende, right? Yeah. This is <laughs> magical realism. This is magical, magical realism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like poorly done because it's yes, funny. Yes, exactly. You, can you imagine how nuts the listeners are going right now? They're like, I have waited five and a half fucking seasons for them to drop an Isabella Allende joke, <laughs> and. And they finally did it. <laughs> Smash that five-star review, guys. <laughs> so, anyways, he goes to Italy to find her. She's out painting in front of the Pantheon, and uh, a group of nuns walk up, and they're like, hey, that's a cool bike. Can we ride it? Uh, and she's like, yeah, you can borrow it. And, and one nun is riding the bike around. And when Bob gets to Italy and he's walking around downtown Rome and he sees this nun riding that bicycle and he's like, hey, that bitch nun stole my girlfriend's bicycle. <laughs> and he follows the nun. <laughs> and he finds Minnie Driver again. Yeah, and they, he's like, I love you. And I don't care that you have my dead wife's heart. And she's like, cool, yeah. I love you too. And then they kiss, but then they hug Great. and he puts his head on her chest. Makes it weird. Makes, Makes it, it weird. Really, didn't need to do that. Really, really weird. I didn't like that, but it's could, okay. 
could have waited to do it at a different time. No. When you were more comfortable with each other. No. No. So she, we smash cut, and it's time to open the gorilla enclosure. Sydney slash Quan is going to have a new place to hang out, and he thanks everyone for being there, uh, especially uh, her family and herself, and he's very happy that he could honor his dead wife. And she's really happy that she has his dead wife's heart so that she could be alive to see this moment. Anyways, two of the old people get married. We have the ending credits. It's a lovely time. Look, I'm going to be honest. I make fun of this movie a lot because the premise is so absurd. It's actually pretty sweet. It's too long, it's too long. but it's pretty sweet. It's it's too long, but it doesn't feel like it in the same way that a lot yeah, of movies yeah. we've watched have where it's like, Judd Apatow, stop it. You know, it's not like that. It. Well, and especially, I think, um, the long part is like the first 30 to 40 minutes. Yeah. And then after that, I think it, it moves pretty good. Yeah. Um, the romance, it's it's so, it's a little more heavy on the rom than the calm, but the rom yeah. is cute. Yeah, the rom is cute. Again, all of the elements separately are baffling, but uh, you got two great leads. They sell it. Um, you got, you know, it's just, it's sweet. It's a nice, sweet thing. Uh, to have on so return to me guys check it out yeah. you know what check it out it's got cute dialogue um, from like the days of yore where the dialogue wasn't really <laughs> like stuff that you would quote on twitter you know yeah it, it's it's yeah. very cute and it's very human it's lovely nobody nobody in this movie says he's standing right behind me isn't he <laughs> nobody in this movie says well that just happened Right, exactly. Well, Roger Ebert's review in the Sun-Times, he was talking about, like, this movie could have been made in 1955 with, like, Jimmy Stewart and Doris Day. Oh, yeah, Um, I can see that. It's not, yeah, it's not cynical at all. It is innocent and sweet and sincere. Um, And and basically, he gave it, like, three stars, and he's like, uh, you know what? Uh, There's no irony in it. Cynical people will hate it, but it made me smile a lot. Yeah. That, yeah. So I don't really want to dwell on the review. I actually have a different segment I want to do. Um, I I do want to. So first of all, this movie, uh, Return to Me, has been um, adapted uh, overseas multiple times. <laughs> no way. So yeah. So there is a Korean film, um, which the English title is Summer Scent. I don't know what the title is in Korean. Very similar storyline. Man falls in love with a woman who has his dead wife's heart. And there's a Bollywood movie uh <gasps> Dilne Jise Apna Kaha uh 2004 directed by uh Atul hang on pardon me Atul Agnihotri now the mini driver role is played by noted Bollywood actress uh Bhumika Chawla but there was another actress who was almost cast in the mini oh driver oh my god role Tony for... are you gonna say it was Ashwarya Rai yes it's time for the Ashwarya Rai <laughs> update oh my god I'm so happy to hear so, from her. <laughs> uh, it's time for our annual Shwari Rai update. Folks, uh, if you haven't, go back and listen to our season one episode on uh, Bride and Prejudice, uh, which was my introduction to Ashwari Rai. Ashwari Rai is the biggest, <laughs> biggest Bollywood star in the world. There is no one in American film that you can use as a comparison point for how famous she is. Oh, my God. And, her most notable feature is that she is absolutely a stone cold slamming hottie. 
Uh, and so, and and we we watched her first English language film, *Bride and Prejudice*, which is a very strange film. And all of the reviews by American reviewers just focused on how hot Ashwari Rai is, and they were right. <laughs> <laughs> and they were right. Um, but the thing about Ashwari Rai is because she's so famous, there's there's news stories about her like every four hours <laughs> from <laughs> the Indian uh, tabloids and press. So I'm going to highlight two of them from the past week. Um, she wasn't in the Return to Me movie. But, uh, but some more recent stories. It turns out she's the reason that the Miss World pageant doesn't have a swimsuit uh, competition oh. anymore. Oh. Um, because she was, and this was in the night. So, Ashwarya was Miss World before she turned to acting. Um, in the mid '90s, she was doing beauty pageants, and she told the organizers later, after she had become like much more famous and this enormous uh, star, um, she's like, you know, I was not uh, comfortable at all putting on a bikini and being on stage. Uh, in fact, she said. Uh, Quote, after my pageant in 1994, the bikini round was canceled in 1995. I had expressed it to the organizers even then that it was not naturally comfortable for some of us, belonging to a different nationality, to wear a bikini on ramp. I wasn't speaking solely for me, but for a lot of girls from countries where the swimwear round was not necessary. Mm. So apparently this just came out um, that, that she was the one who... Um, who like ended that practice? Hell it was like yeah! Her. God, she's hot and smart and cool. God damn it! She is. She's total package. Um, she. By the way, she is married, so she does uh, go by the name Ashwarya Rai Bachkan uh, now, or Bachkan maybe. Um, Do you wish that it was Ashwarya Rai Janokio? <laughs> I'm. I'm not kidding. No, I'm happily. She could be Ashwar- Ashwarya Rai Vasquez. Come on. <laughs> Um, the other story that came out was apparently there's a, uh, a criminal, like, a, a scam ring in India that just got busted by the cops in Uttar Pradesh. Oh, no. And one of the, one of the things they confiscated was a fake Ashwari Rai Bakkan passport. <laughs> Perfect. So these criminals are just manufacturing fake passports for, like, the most recognizable woman in their country. Uh, <laughs> That's so dumb. No wonder they got caught. That's fine. <laughs> no wonder they, no wonder they got caught. So, Ashwarya, hey, good for you. And, again, feel free to reach out to us anytime. If you want to be on the podcast, we'll have you. We'll manage the time difference. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll make it work. Um <laughs> In any event, that is this year's Ashwari Rai update. Um, I'm so happy. Her friends had come. <laughs> I'm so happy. I really love hearing I about her, too. and the way that you talk about her is really sweet. So I just, I, I get so excited when you have your updates. <laughs> I'm sure our listeners feel the same. The- Oh, absolutely. The previous Ashwari Rai update, by the way, I believe was in the Hitch episode because she was almost cast in the Ava Mendes role in Hitch. Yeah, see, that was and way too long have, of a wait in between. <laughs> yeah. Would have would have elevated that film significantly, by the way, if you put her in there instead of Ava. Oh, yeah, 100%. Do you think that Ashwari Rai would have married Ryan Gosling in that case? Um, Oh, that's a good question. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Oh, butterfly effect. It's a real thing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I did find some Uh, common sense media reviews for this. Um, Let me tell you something. Because this movie, basically no one has seen this movie, it was kind of slim slim pickings. Not 
not successful at the box office. No, no. So it was kind of slim picking. So I had to kind of go outside of common sense media. And I did find one review that I want to share, but I'm going to share that one last. Uh, because I wanted to talk about how it's getting a little bit more attention on Twitter. Uh, Return to Me is uh, part of a larger discussion of people dis- uh, talking about their favorite rom-coms. A lot of people are saying that it's, uh, you know, while while you were sleeping legally blonde which i personally don't count as a rom-com even though there is romance in it yeah, it's a little different i see that as a little different yeah so there there was this whole thing about it and a lot of people were really really campaigning hard for return to me and a lot of people were discovering it and saying how sweet it was and so uh there because of this i did see that there was a bonnie hunt fan page that started somewhat recently <laughs> That has six <laughs> followers, and I'm one of them now, uh, where they talk about her her roles. And they're <laughs> do you remember that movie with Marissa Tomei and Robert Downey Jr.? Uh, she, oh. Uh, the Only One, or... I don't... Hang on. Let me see. Marissa Tomei. It, it could happen... No, it could happen to you as the Nicolas Cage, Rosie Perez one, which we should do. It's <laughs> a good one. In any event, Marissa Tomei goes. Uh, come on, okay, yeah, I don't. Marissa remember. Tomei goes to Italy to find love, and Bonnie Hunt is in it. So now there's like this new genre of Bonnie Hunt being in movies where an Italian woman goes to Italy to find love, and so I I kind of went down a click hole of that. That's on Twitter. There was also a, a Twitter review where someone was like, "Return to me is lovely," and quote, "I don't think Duchovny is ever shirtless in this, but he is very dreamy," and I thought that is what was missing. We did get Mini Driver think, naked yeah, in the bathtub, <laughs> but not him shirtless. So that's yeah, but ta- ta- tastefully, obviously, obviously, obviously. So that I think that might be my only gripe about the movie. It is a little long, and like the premise is crazy. But where is him in no shirt, Bonnie Hunt? Let's try again. Where are the deleted <laughs> scenes? Anyway, I did find one parent review from someone named Keith. He gave it one star. Okay. Simple-minded atheists will like this. Halfway, <laughs> halfway into the movie, the Lord's name was used in vain for the second time. It was used by a small. There are nuns in this. It was used by a small child, so I stopped the movie. Has Hollywood lost their minds? This guy, Keith, he drew the line at the God's name being used in vain and not at the heart transplant. Not at not at the main thing the movie was about. No, I draw the line at Duchovny not being shirtless. This guy draws the line at somebody saying, "I don't know, oh my god, whatever." Uh, but yeah, I feel like we are not small-minded athe- atheists, but we do like it. I do like it. I am a small-minded Catholic, and I do like. I'm it. I'm a so. small-minded. To be determined. Former, former, Catholic, former Catholic. Yeah, so my Chemical Romance fan. <laughs> yeah, my Chemical Romance Catholic, really. Um, so. My Catholic Romance? No. Oh no! No mm. no no. Um. Okay. So overall, yes, good pick. I'm gonna say good movie. I think we've been picking better movies than average because we have to. We don't have to fit them into a theme. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> I don't want to, you know, jump off my balcony. It's really nice. It was very, also very sweet to watch a sincere movie for once. 
Yes. You know, I feel like um, a lot of comedies we'll are very, have... you know, tongue in cheek or just like ironically detached. And this one is like, no, yeah. we're really embracing how sweet this is. And I was I'm into it. All right. Well, we'll have plenty of cynical ones coming. Up, but <laughs> yeah, I didn't cry this. I was worried the... that when we were talking about this movie that I was going to cry, kind of reliving the emotions <laughs> that I was going through while I was watching it because I did tear up multiple times. But uh-huh. luckily I didn't. <laughs> I'm still as heartless as ever. Okay, well, that's the dream, really, folks. So uh, we are probably should have on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, and uh, we'll be back next week. Bye. And if your heart stops beating, I'll be here wondering, did you get what you deserve? The ending of your life, and if you get to heaven, I'll be here waiting, babe, did you get what you the ending if your life won't wait then your heart can take this half you had the news that you're dead no one ever had much nice to say i think they never liked you anyway you'll take me from the hospital bed wouldn't it be grand it ain't exactly what you planned and wouldn't it be great if we fell in love did you get what you deserve the ending of your life and if you get to heaven i'll be here waiting baby did you get what you deserve the ending if your life won't wait then your heart can sing this hell. you had the news that you're dead no one ever had much nice to I think they never liked you anyway You'll take me from the hospital bed Wouldn't it be grand to take the pistol by the hand And wouldn't it be great if we were dead And in my honest observation During this operation Found a complication in your so long Cause now you've now Maybe just two weeks to live Is that the best that both of you can give? Come on.